Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, I didn't mean to scare you. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. It was a good weekend. Got to spend a little bit of time outside and not a lot of stuff on motorcycles, but... What? Uh, yeah, what? I don't know. I'm, I'm leaving that for you. I know you got a big update coming up. Oh, such a big update. Yeah, so how, how was Addison's weekend? Uh, it was okay. Wow. I got the, uh, the coronavirus, so... Is it too soon for that joke? I think so. All right, might be too soon. Sorry if that's too soon. Uh, I got myself a little cold uh, from uh, my daughter got it at school, and I knew somebody in the house would get it. Usually, it's not me; it's me. So if you can, if you can't tell between Brad's usually deep manly voice and my suddenly deeper than usual manly voice, then I apologize. This is just cold me. You should have washed your hands. I didn't, and I don't. I like to stick my hands in my fingers when I touch doorknobs. Nope. Fingers in mouth. It's getting to my head now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, that didn't quite make any feet. sense. <laughs> I like to hold my own hand after I touch doorknobs. Which makes me feel better about things. Wow, we have already digressed to a point of ridiculousness. And we are a minute in. Um, anyway, it was a good weekend. I did what I thought I would. Kind of, Which was absolutely nothing. Lane had a basketball game. Oh. And after that, went to the Auto Show. Oh, yes, yes. Um, got to... My favorite part of the auto show is how family-friendly it is. Okay. Um, so it's an annual tradition. I bring... If my wife doesn't want to go, I'll bring all the kids, and mm-hmm. we will go party at the auto show. Basically, they have to deal with all the cool cars, the race cars, and the motorcycles. Okay. And they know that, that if there's a car that I like and I'm excited about, they have to deal with it. And motorcycles and race cars, they also have to always go into and just sit quietly while I enjoy. Otherwise, it is their show. They can climb in and out of anything they want. I'll take a picture and anything they want to pretend to drive. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's always, I mean, this year they had puppies. They had, uh, they always have an inflatable slide, like one of the big blow up slides. Yeah. They had face uh-huh. painting. The yeah. kids uh-huh. had a great time. So yeah. we had yeah. a good time. You ended up coming home with a unicorn and a Fortnite? Yep, a Fortnite and a unicorn. Okay. A nerd and a, and a unicorn. That's what I told him as he was getting it. You chose Fortnite, you nerd. <laughs> of course, my six-year-old just laughed. He Did you it. have him floss? No, I don't know what that means. Okay. We don't floss at our house. That's extra dental. Okay. Yeah, we do the bare minimum. Okay. Nonetheless, um, but what we wanted to talk about on that, uh, other okay. than that, didn't do too much in the weekend. I uh, rode a little bit. Weather was great last week. I got to ride every day, I believe, last yeah, week. Like pedal bike? What do you mean, rode? Oh, the uh, the awesome street triple. Okay, okay. Jolene. Yeah, it's good to go. Jolene. Good to know that that's still doing really good. I so, know you've yeah. had some questions about some. Started uh, making that cold start ticking. We've talked about it a little bit. You know me, man. I hear a noise. I fix noise. I know. I know. Maintenance is about to be due. I do maintenance. I know. So that's coming up. You're going to be doing that here in the next week so or so, that, right? Yep. Be doing that next. So you said that you finally got your part. I think it's coming, or you yep. had some little bit of a debate going on Getting with that. that manual Getting tensioner. that back. Okay. We'll uh, we'll throw that in, and we'll talk about that. There's some uh, concerns on my end just because of the. We'll talk about it next week, but because of the lack of science that it is. But yeah. 
I think, you know, when you really yeah. look at how that engineering-wise, how that system works, it's not a big deal. But we'll talk about it next week after we know where I'm at with it. We'll see how it's going. Okay. But uh, nonetheless, the auto show has motorcycles. Okay, okay. So you said that this is a family event for you. I think it's really awesome. You go there. You make it for that. You make it about them being able to go and have fun as well. Enjoy. So you're getting them cars. excited about cars, motorcycles, and motorcycles, and allowing them to kind of just run for the most part and with what they want. The puppies was a surprise. Yeah, they enjoyed it. That was fun. Okay, okay. Good for Subaru. So another event that you like to go to. Just a little sidetrack here, but similar in um, what you're trying to accomplish with this is the RV show. That's true. Okay, so as far as an, a family event is concerned, and with the ability of going wild Ooh. and checking things out, what was better? The car show, where there's going to be a limitation on ev- on some of the vehicles that they can touch and see, versus the RV show, which probably is pretty open to almost everything being able to touch. Yeah, you can jump and climb and everything at the RV show, um, but the RV show has a lot less side events doesn't okay. have they the, didn't have puppies they don't have the puppies the face painting the bouncy houses they don't have all that stuff on the side okay um so the car show when it comes to those little mini events i think does better but the the rv show i think as a playground they have more fun <laughs> this at. is so wild that we're calling these playgrounds why that's what it is man i take the kids to the car show and i'm like go have fun climb in the jungle gyms go and they're climbing through the back of a Ford Escape and over through the, over the seats, over the center console, into the front. They can't do it in my car. That's how I get that out once a year, so they don't do it in my car. Right. They can do it in somebody else's car. Go get in the front seat. Yeah, go yeah. pretend to drive, climb over the center yeah. console. Not Why are you getting problem. out? Go over the center. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We got locked into a... My, my daughter locked herself in a Porsche. Apparently, she liked that one. The, uh, the doors auto-locked when she got in. She couldn't figure out how to unlock them. Yeah. And I couldn't get the door open from the outside. Finally, she figured out the button. <laughs> but uh, that After was starting good, it and driving it around for a basically little Basically, yeah. a good few minutes of, <laughs> of me like, uh, now what? I guess we're taking this Porsche home. But uh, <laughs> that was interesting. But no, a couple of uh, you know, a couple of cars, they like climbing in and out of it. Minivans, trucks, all okay. these fun toys. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. I know that you're getting into something. I just was curious... Which one was better for that kind of a setup? So your, your kids, less just as a reminder, uh, you have a, how old are they again? Got a five and six year old, basically. Okay. Five and six year old. Twelve year old, when he goes, goes with his friend and does what he wants. Right, right. Totally but a five and six year old, and they had a really good time. I saw time. some pictures of them. We ended up spending all, uh, just about five hours there. So yeah. With zero issues, zero whining, right? No issues at all. Just them having fun. So that, that's a win in my book. Um, but we also got to look at the bikes, and of course they enjoy sitting on the bikes. We've we te- we've taught them how to get on and off a bike while I hold it for them, and they pretend to ride it and have a good time. But um, I mean, the topic of the day. So last year we got into this. If you want to look, literally a year ago, you can go back and find our auto show episode up to 2019. Yeah. Yep. Back from last year, and they had so many new bikes. Each manufacturer had brought. Uh, it wasn't manufacturers because dealers bring the bikes, right? This right. isn't a, at least with regards to the motorcycle section, this isn't a manufacturer-based show. Right. It's not like the one show where Indian was sponsoring it. Correct. And Indian, Indian made brought sure a truck full of bikes. That there was trucks or Correct. bikes there. Yeah. So this is each dealership, right? We had Latest Motors. We had mm-hmm. Moto Corsa. We had um, 
Pro Caliber, Beaverton Motorcycles, and a couple of little ones peppered throughout. But those were basically the big four. Each of those had a well, one big room split between um, Pro Cal and Beaverton Motorcycles, and then Motocorsa had one side with shared with BMW of the Northwest. What is it? That's a very specific BMW dealer out here, but BMW West Coast. Uh, I'm butchering that, and I feel bad. I apologize. I can't and help then you. I'm sorry. Latest Harley and Triumph had the other side. Harley and Triumph. Yeah, okay. we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but anyway, got to go through. Started with the Beamers. They had you know the 310. They had one of the new Adventure. They had all the newest stuff. But Did they have the, okay. Okay, so you're talking about BMW. The 310 yep. we know about. That was kind of a high. That, a, they had that last year. They had that last new year, new. but it's a, it's a big one, right? Yep. People are really excited about that. And now at the One Moto Show, they also had the what? They had the. What is it, R18? Okay, what's that there? They did not have that. Interesting. But that's not in production yet, so that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense, but whatever. Uh, A dealership wouldn't have one yet. They had, okay. If BMW showed up, they would have brought something to show. But because it was a local dealership, they wouldn't have one to show. Okay, sure. Makes sense. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But again, not ideal. It was just in the Portland area the other weekend. Yep. So, and then Moto Corsa was there. They had the new Diavel, the new Monster, all of their new bikes, the okay. newest version of the Scrambler. Um, okay. Diavel's a pretty cool bike. A lot of really good fit and finish, I got to say. The V4 there, yeah. I was impressed with that bike. Sat on it. It feels good. That's a cool yeah. bike. Super on board with that. Clearly, Not upright. No, that's a... It's that pretty is, upright. Is it pretty upright? It is. It's definitely competing with the, uh, with the Rocket 3. That's oh. their big okay. bike. Okay. And in the in the uh, what do they call it? High powered cruisers, right? Um, you know, in that same book, basically, as the Diavel, the Rocket Three, and the uh, the Yamaha. They Yamaha doesn't hasn't done anything with theirs in a while, but the Diavel is updated, mm-hmm. looks similar enough. Definitely a more sporty, beefy version of the Rocket Three. Rocket okay. Three is a little more refined looking. Yeah. Um, but the fit and finish, it was nice. It was a good bike. I enjoyed that. Uh, then went around and saw... How nimble was it? So so you, we I talked about getting on... Know. What do you mean? I mean, I could know. wiggle it back and forth. We were on the Rocket 3, and we both talked about how... It was on carpet. It's hard to tell. No. What? It's on carpet, and it's hard to tell. Okay. That cushy carpet, it felt like it wasn't quite as much, but that could have been just that there was more contact Padded carpet. Patch. You're not talking like... Yeah, we're talking padded carpet. Okay. Okay, that's okay. So, it, I would, if it were on solid ground, because this was on concrete, right? The Rocket Three when we tried it. Yeah. Um, if it were the same ground, I would say that the Rocket Three felt more nimble. Okay. But that's what I'm looking for. It I'm could curious be pretty. How equal. just sitting it on because that's all we have is we have a static comparison yep. between the two. You sit on it, maybe you get how comfortable you are. Did it fit to your butt? Did did you have a decent reach? Did you feel comfortable with where the foot thought, pegs were yep, going to be? I thought everything Riding was pretty position was pretty good. Very comfortable. Big. How did you look on it? Roomy. That's a good question. I don't know. Your, your kids Turns didn't help out, you out? My, yeah, they, they take terrible pictures. <laughs> of me, at least. They take, if they want a picture of a car, it turns out it turns out pretty good. Yeah. But if they wanted a picture, or if I wanted a picture of me, it was pretty rough. It's so. still the bike that you get a picture of. Yeah. Or right. a finger. Usually it was the, the print of a finger. Okay, that's right nice. there on the on the lens, but you know, still yeah. practicing. Um, but the bike itself was nice. We'll we'll post pictures of these uh, these main highlights on the on the Patreon page. Um, hope you didn't just break your phone. The uh... <laughs> I got mad and threw it. 
But yeah, okay. they went and looked at ProCal. They had, you know, a couple of the Indians, a couple of the new um, Can-Am Spiders or the Rikers, I guess. Okay, is the new so one. I'm assuming what we had for the Indians was the FTR 1200, because you're not giving us any details. We don't care just who's there. What kind of bikes did you see? Uh, yeah. So the FTR 1200, FTR, saw Scout, yep. Scout Bobber. They had a Scout, Scout so Bobber. So it's the, what is it, the 100th anniversary of the Indian Scout right now? I think it's something along that. You, you don't quote me, but I'm pretty positive it's the 100-year anniversary. So there's actually... There wasn't anything that special there. There wasn't anything. So there was, should be an anniversary edition of the Indian Scout this year that is available for purchase. A little bit more expensive, but has actually a rack, uh, nope. noticeably on the back fender. Did not nice see Nice chrome rack. Okay. Might have been there. We didn't get too deep into the Indians, but I didn't see it. It didn't catch my eye from the entry. Come on, this is a highlight for the year. I know, it's a highlight for the year. You were there to see motorcycles? That was your one mission. And I went through and saw, and I gotta say, just before we get even deeper, it just wasn't the same as last year. But we'll get deeper into it. Okay, um, well you didn't get to see people have three motorcycles tip over on their side. That, that's true. Their, last year, you know, Beaverton Yamaha, or Beaverton Honda, Beaverton Bob Lanfers, Beaverton Motorcycles, um... You know, had mentioned that they had had a couple go down, and so this year I noticed we'll get, that was the next dealership in that same room. They only had about twelve bikes instead of rows of bikes. Last year they brought the newest of everything that they had, right? And it was right. awesome, and they had it all, and I could look at the XSR, and I could look at the, yes. the Cowie nine hundred, yes. the Z nine hundred RS, whatever Ooh. I wanted to see. Um, this year they had a Z nine hundred R or a Z nine hundred and a Z nine hundred RS. Uh, they had the cafe version. I've already seen them though. They weren't anything new, different, unique. They had the new katana, the new Suzuki katana. I know you really liked how that looked. I, it looked okay from the side, but the cockpit was weird. It looked very. It needs different. Everything handlebars. went to a Something point. about the handlebars bothered me. Well, and all the fairing like was no wider than the tank, and then just went to a point, which is the steer or the uh, the headlight. Okay, like, so was, was this all a in. naked? Was it following the tradition? I haven't yep. seen the photos yep. of the new Katana. So, uh, is it a naked motorcycle? It is. No naked. front fairing. Just uh, a single no, headlight. A single headlight, but like a molded headlight into the tank. Like it, it, the tank rolls right into the headlight. Well, how does that work? You've got your fork, so it goes around the fork. I believe so. I've got the pictures. We'll look at them on, or we'll post them. Well, on. these gas tanks anymore are actually plastic coverings that's, anymore that's true. anyway so whatever sure okay i could see that or metal coverings in the case okay. of many of them whatever man but you call they, it what uh, you want but it's not really the tank itself so so you saw that so you did, that did how did that impressed. feel though sitting on it man it felt fine i mean it was pretty much a, a mid-sized a, a single gauge that had yep. multiple functions to it it looked like i didn't really get to see it you didn't show it to me very long yep it had, you know, it had the bells, the whistles, the, you know, the all the nicer displays. Bells and whistle. It wasn't a TFT though, was it? I don't believe it was actually. That's so why. we couldn't fire them up. So if it was, I couldn't have known. They didn't have a ton of okay. details on them. Okay. Even Honda definitely. What's the price on that? Down. I didn't have price tags on any of these. I don't know offhand. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible resource today. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I know. But, but you put your finger, your hand in your fingers anyway, so we're okay. I know, I put my hand in my fingers and my finger in my hand and then put it all in my mouth. Oh. Yep. The, okay. uh, so we you know, Beaverton Motorcycles had a few things. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. The, uh. <laughs> so but, you saw the KTM was in there as well. What'd they have? 
Yeah, I didn't see any KTMs in there. I thought you said the KTM dealership nope. was there. You started to, and then I cut you off. No, nope, no KTM. Beaver motorcycles. No KTM. They were missing a lot. It was not what it was last year. Um, and then finally there was latest Harley Triumph. And they had two Triumphs. Okay, so what'd they have? Tiger? They had the... Nope. Oh, I'm surprised. I know. They had the Scrambler 1200. Okay, sure. And a Bonneville. And a Bonneville? Those were the two that they They had their two most... Ba- I mean, the Scrambler 1200 is a premium bike. But, I mean, it's the two that sell, right? Those are the those are the big sellers, so they brought the two most popular bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't bring any of the new fancy stuff, nothing there. Harley didn't really have anything too new except for... Ooh, what did they have? They had... The live wire. Oh, so did you sit on it? So I didn't. They were being real weird about it. Um, we'll get into this, but we've got an opportunity to go look at it in person and have some real time with it. Right. Um, Are they going to let us ride it? Talking to them to find ride. I don't think we can ride it around. Why not? Um, based on what they said, we might be able to finagle them. We'll do our best. Okay. But okay, we can at least hear it run. And we might even be able to put our butts on uh, okay, it while we I, hear it run. Hearing something run without hearing uh, actually being able to drive it means nothing. I push on the throttle in my e-golf, and nothing happens. Well, so it's you don't a, hear anything. Yeah, but it's on a. It's got rollers under the wheels. It's not on a dyno, but it's on rollers. So the the tire will move. The gear chain will move. You will hear the whines. You will hear. Assuming that it stays on that. Basically, what they yeah, that's fair. And I think that's that's my questioning as to how much you can ride it because I, I assume that you just sit next to it and pull the throttle. But the uh, the comments that they had for me because they weren't going to fire it up. It wasn't confidence inspiring. We had this conversation earlier, you and I. But basically, they had it plugged in, and so I went over and said, "Hey, you know, obviously this is on rollers. This is on a wheel chalk. You know, are are we firing this thing up? Can I hear this thing run?" And they said, well, we're charging it now, so we're not going to fire it up now. And I said, well, when? And they said, "Ah, when it's done charging. We don't know. And, you know, to your point, you had mentioned earlier that the ideal would have been to say, hey, yeah, we've opportunity charged it. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Right? You want to hear it? Let's let's show you. You just told me that I have to limit my writing to when it's done charging. That was kind of interesting to me that they were doing a full charge before showing it. That was bad PR. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't overly impressed with that, but I gotta say the fit and finish on it was nice. It was, I mean, it was a Harley. They did, did a good you, job. Did you actually get to go look at it, touch it, yep. feel it, yep. see how walk around it, it looks see up what's close. going on? Okay. Um, took a number of pictures that'll also be posted there on Patreon, but it was a cool bike. I, I still don't know, right? <laughs> without hearing it, without riding it, I, I don't know. It's just too expensive for what it is. I would agree I with think that. that in the it, next year, we're going to see some bikes come out that are uh, cheaper, maybe not half the price, but probably pretty close, that are going to have the same capabilities to the, to some extent. Maybe not the same fit and finish, not the name brand, but yeah. it's going to be pretty good. I'm I think we'll see some competition, it. but I, I mean, it'll definitely be in its own class and it'll continue to be in its own class of a bike. It definitely has that Harley look to it. I think Harley's done a good job of making it theirs. Um, it's a again, flagship. They didn't ever plan on selling a bunch if, of these. But there's a yeah. lot of people that, that live and die by Harley, mm-hmm. and if they're looking to get in the new age, it's going to be the right bike for them. I'm looking forward to the middleweight that comes out, but they probably didn't talk about that at all. Sounds like they didn't even care if people nope. were there. That's they didn't the even deal. care. But the big interesting part, I got into that and then asked, you know, so you, where, you know, where's the Tiger? Where's all these other bikes, right? We're, we're missing the Street Triple, the brand new mm-hmm. Street Triple, brand new Tiger. There's all these new bikes. 
and uh, was informed that there's a pretty good chance that uh, they, and I don't know if this should be on the air or <laughs> we're supposed to, but exclusive if you don't already know, that it sounds like they may not be carrying Triumph down there too much longer. So if you're looking to get into a Triumph within the next year, you may be able to get a good deal here coming up soon from Latus as they're looking to liquidate their market. Those could be the last two bikes. I don't know if I'd guarantee that they can get a good deal on it. I'm just saying. Yeah, but they uh, they definitely didn't seem too enthused. Granted, these were the Harley guys on the Harley side of it, so it could have been a bit of a bias there. They'll probably carry parts for a while. But they, uh, yeah. And I, I thought that was just an interesting comment. Um, so what do you think about that, though? Well, we kind of got into it a little bit. That, that Nobody else has heard our conversations. What do you think about that? Everybody's heard our conversations, first off. We put them on the air. Second off... <laughs> Nothing about this, except for some people at our I don't work. think... I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. We have seen, um, over the past few years, that Harley is down in sales and Triumph is up. We have seen that Triumph has growth, Triumph is doing well, Triumph has had record sales this year, and Harley has not. Harley continues to decline at a rate. Right, and when we're talking record, we're saying based on what they did as a company the year before. Correct. Okay. Year over year, Triumph continues to do so better. So they are than beating their and they are personal beating their best. goals even. Okay. They are expecting to increase ten percent, they're increasing thirteen percent. I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but they're doing you better heard it than here expected. First. Yeah. They're doing better than expected, Triumph is. And Harley, right, keeps projecting that they're gonna get back out of it and move keep move forward again, and they keep doing slightly worse year over year. Sure. Um and so I, I'm just surprised to hear that, that a dealership that wants to make money has a bike that is known to sell, that does well, mm-hmm. yet they're going to drop that for the one that is known to be declining. Right, but what is Harley doing right now? Right now, they're not selling bikes. No, they are selling bikes. They are selling bikes. They're not selling okay, as come many on, bikes. Okay, come on. So that they may not be ha- setting personal doing, records. I don't know. They got a lot of bikes coming out. They got some different things coming out. They got adventure bikes coming out. They've got some more street-oriented bikes. It kind of... I, I can understand not having Triumph there. It made sense before Harley started diving into some of these other markets because, okay, somebody's interested in a Triumph. I think that it's they're trying to get, they, in the past, that they were trying to get people that were interested in Triumph in a Harley dealership. And so you're there, and they had a okay. small selection, maybe yep. 12 bikes, 15 bikes, right? Fairness, and it was a very small fairness, selection. You're right. They never really carried a lot of Triumphs. Right. But then they would have, I don't know what it is. Let's say that there's 100. Yeah, if you looked upstairs too, there's at least a hundred. There's a lot of Harleys. Harley Davidson motorcycles there. So you're looking around and you get to see, oh, these are the <clears> triumphs <throat> that are out there, and I kind of like that. That's cool. But then, yeah, I'm here. I might as well look around. Oh wow! I mean, they had a good selection of used bikes as well. But you'd go out there and you could see the Harleys and you could see the fit and finish and sit on it and yeah, look. Yeah, you just uh, will take a photo, a copy of your uh, driver's license, and you got go ahead, take it for a ride. I right? will say that. that- I mean, even with the Triumphs, they were much more forgiving than most Triumph dealers because right. they had their Harley, Harley policies. Mm-hmm. But with Harleys, man, they yeah, copy the license, sign a form, go, come back in an hour, right. please. So I think that what they were doing in the past is playing <laughs> off the fact of, yeah, we, we've got these. These are a great motorcycle. We also got Harleys, man. And if you're really interested in these bon, this Bonneville and some of this stuff, man, come check out these bikes. Check them out. These are pretty cool, too. And we've got a big selection of them. And we got a lot of them. And go take it for a ride. Take it for a weekend, probably. I bet there's some special things that they would do there. Because I, I like the place. They work with you. They, they do. They like, their, 
the customers that come in there. I've had special tours with the owners and everything. It just depends. And I'm a nobody to them. This is, has nothing to do with our podcast, just going in and visiting and spending time with them. So um, I, I think that with what Harley is doing, though, moving forward is trying to get into those segments. You don't want to have confusion. Now, I hear what you're saying, but I look at Beaverton Motorcycles, Pro Caliber, some of the dealerships that are still doing pretty well in the area. Mm-hmm. And Procaliber's got Honda, Cowie, Yamaha, BMW, and Indian. Right. All in one roof. Mm-hmm. Now, they've separated out the BMW and Indian due to kind of those niche markets. They are in their own little sections. Yeah. But Honda, Yamaha, Cowie are all in the same area. And, and that works for them. They directly compete left and right with every bike. I mean... That works for them. Cowie's got Harley's the 900 not the RS. same, man. I understand. I'm just you look saying. at all of the Harley-Davidson dealerships, and it is very surprising that they even had Triumph. That they were selling at the same time in that dealership. And I hear you, but it's not too surprising. I mean, if you look mm. at, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, the, the Tiger and Harley, they carry other bikes as well. They've got the yeah. Himalayan, they've got the, uh, you know, all, uh, the, uh, no, no, as I was say, they have, uh, they have used bikes. They're always going to have used bikes. Well, You're no, they have sell the new stuff in there as well. The new bikes there as well. Okay. And, uh, you know, they, whatever they, those are, why can't I remember the brand? I don't the know, Himalayan. Man. It's cause the Himalayan is the only one I like. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Himalayan, like the back of my hand, but everything else they sell, I can't even think of, but you know, they, they carry multiple brands. If you look up, there's a Harley dealership in Seattle. I've looked at before that sells more than Harley. Okay. Um, it's not uncommon to dual brand within a Harley dealership. But I think that there, I think that you have to be careful doing that. And so I can understand. All I'm trying to say but, is that I can kind of understand why they might. Now, is that why they're doing it? I don't know because I'm speculating right now. I see what you're saying because realistically, Harley and Triumph are in a similar class of bike. Right. A Sportster and a Bonneville, whether it's the 900 or the 1200 Bonneville, is very similar to your 883 Sportster versus a 1200 Sportster. I mean, you were talking. Similar power, I mean, very different power plants and how they function, but similar yes. class of bike. Yes. Um, you know, you look at the, you look at the the Rocket Three. You know, Harley's got their big cruisers. You can get your Screaming Eagle packages. You can you can compete with that if you want right. a power cruiser. Right. You still have um, the V Rod and others, right? Yeah, V Rod. But you know, and and they are getting more into that sport bike market that would compete with the Street Triple, and the uh, Speed Triple. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting more into they're doing an adventure bike that would then compete a little bit with the uh, the Tiger. So I, I hear what you're saying there because if you look at the you know the other dealerships, usually it's you know the you know when you're talking the Himalayan, that's their biggest bike down there, and that's a 500 cc bike. I mean, you're not competing with anything Harley. It's a small adventure bike. Everything else is a 250 or 300. Mm-hmm. I think now they have a 600 twin, but it's still it's a different bike. They have and some. in fairness, they Harley's secondary big now. sales yeah. are in India. Which is where all those other bikes are made, so there is a kind of already a partnership there that makes sense. Uh, sure. You know, if you look at all the whether you think of it as positive or negative, the news on Harley and its growth, it's bikes in India, right? So partnering with an Indian motorcycle manufacturer makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You're kind of greasing the wheels on that discussion. Yeah, they're not no longer the first, so weird. Look, they're not the first ones doing that I'm either. Saying, I look, mean, the KTM Duke is yep. is designed and manufactured oh, the, there as well so the scramblers uh, the scramblers were done for the most part in hinkley but a lot of the bonnevilles are actually made in yeah outside yeah that's actually surprising to me but in anyway, island yeah okay so i mean yeah everybody outsources i'm not i'm not saying that that's no, bad a lot of these smaller displacement 
bikes are kind of going that route because those are areas where that bike does really well. They don't need <laughs> a Rocket 3 in India. It's not going to make sense there. But... but so my, my, my thoughts are, though, we know Harley's yeah. dropping. I don't think it's that fast. Triumph's I mean, it's growing. not doing great, but whatever. But Triumph's growing. Right? Okay. You have a At market, some rate. You have a market that theoretically, based on statistics, is getting more and more customers every year. Mm-hmm. Whether that you know defaults to Portland. Sure. Because I will say that, that Cascade Moto has a pretty good stranglehold on the Triumph market. However, Latest's parts department, because it's so big... Is really easy to work team. with. They've got a nice facility. Their race team is good. Yeah. Their I look. Their shop is hermetically sealed. I mean, it, right. it, you walk in, it's white. Access is really it's easy big. off of the freeway. It's easy. That's the thing. Whereas I think for your training and your ability on the Triumphs, you will see Cascade Moto has. They compete, right? They're good as well. They know what they're doing with their Triumphs. They have a really big name. I think they've been the biggest or the highest ranked dealer in the West Coast for a long time now. So. I mean, in fairness, it's not like Harley's competing with nothing, right? If, if there were no other Triumph dealer, it wouldn't make sense because they'd have a stranglehold on that market. But they don't, right? I think Cascade does a really good job of running a lot of the events. Mm-hmm. The Tiger Group is actually based out of... of uh, so there's a Tiger Troop out of Cascade, but there's Carl's Mystery Ride, which is an off-road group that rides Triumphs often, but whatever, right? You can join with whatever you want. But it's a dual sport crew that runs out of latest. And I, I'm curious what will happen with that. Well, this is all speculation. I mean, we heard from a source that this makes sense. That's right. That this makes sense. And this is the direction they're seeing. Right. Whether it's just a shift and they're going to come back because there's new bikes they don't have yet. It could mm-hmm. very well be the case, right? It could be that they're not. They just sold off all the old stock and now they're starting to get the new stuff in. Yeah, you heard, you heard, you heard details. But I, 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 we haven't heard that being officially announced yet, nor have they actually... Um, so started pulling out, but we'll find out. In where the do you future, think Harley is going? I mean, we've had a discussion earlier a little bit about the motorcycle market in general, mm-hmm. but I struggle to believe. I, to your point, I struggle to believe that getting ready to Triumph will hurt latest sales. I think you're right in the fact that it will help solidify the customers that come in. There won't be such a tear between them on one or the other. You'll you'll be able to really focus on what you do and what you do well. Because mm-hmm. I will agree that Latest is one of the biggest in the area. I mean, they have a couple of dealerships outside of Oregon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know their stuff. Yeah, they have a race team. They're participating in flat track. They're particip- I mean, they're, they're not a little guy. Right. Well, and so, so far, I've only looked at this on the side of Harley-Davidson and what they want to have there. But the side that we haven't considered is what Triumph is putting on Harley, the the latest there, as far as base prices on the Triumphs. They could be requesting more money or charging them more money per bike than they had been. Closer to the MSRP, so there isn't as much return on investment for the Harley-Davidson dealerships. So th- there could be a two-sided um Oh, I'm sure it goes both ways. Here, right? I would almost wager, and granted we're all just guessing here, shooting in the dark, but... I would wager is probably more of a distribution concern of how many har- how many triumphs the local distributor is requiring them to carry because mm-hmm. they always have had just that kind of corner, right. and if now they're saying, oh well, we got this new bike, this new bike, and these fourteen different Bonnevilles, and you have to, you have, have, to have one of each, right? Go, right. Where in the past they've had a couple of Bonnevilles, a couple of Tigers, and maybe something else floating. Yeah, they never a really had used the ad- ones as well. Yeah, they never really yeah. had the touring bikes. 
They never really did carry those because that directly competed back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's not like they ever they never had a Thunderbird or right. any of that stuff because it right. would be direct competition. And even the street triples and speed triples, they had one and they'd sell it, mm-hmm. and then they'd get one and they'd sell it. They didn't keep a, a heavy stock, and that could be part of it as well. That financially, it's just not smart to keep bringing in extra bikes to try to sell when they've already got 150 Harleys. Yeah, and who knows? How many were they actually selling? We have no idea, yeah. right? If they weren't actually selling it, then yeah, why would you hold on to something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's fair. Right? But I think I think it also makes sense for them to just have a Harley do what they do and do it really well and make it an atmosphere where people want to go in there regardless of the kind of motorcycle that they're looking for. And they go in and they just, man, I have a good time there. I hang out. We go and we look at bikes. They got used bikes. I sit on some of the new bikes. We BS. They got coffee over there. So I will say this. At the auto show, the other rooms were very much, we have a little desk in the corner and we brought in eight bikes, right? Yeah. Harley didn't bring in many more bikes, but they had a booth with their racing stuff, pictures, right? A pedigree of racing from latest Harley Davidson. They had... A race bike in the corner that you couldn't touch or play on, but, you know, roped off. But, hey, look at this. We do other stuff. They had music going in the corner. They made an environment of their room. They had, you know, different colored stuff hanging from the ceiling. It wasn't just we brought in a booth and some bikes. It was welcome to latest, right? We're having a party in here. Come join us. Come look at our bikes. Ask us questions and hang out. Yep. Now, they wouldn't start the, the stupid electric bike, and it still makes me a little bit angry. Yeah, I'll I go there and have a conversation with them because they're close enough, and we can have that conversation. Yes. And we can still see it, and we can still tell you about it. But I think I've got a gift card for down the, there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my uh, my reward points expire soon, so I need to spend them. I probably have 10 bucks too. Yeah, I guess I can riding gloves Buy a something. T-shirt. Okay. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I think uh, you know the, the environment that they created in their room was so much better than the other rooms. Yeah. Now, uh, Beaverton Yamaha had a very chill environment. They brought less bikes. They had some couches and a table. And, I mean, truth be told, as we were looking through the bikes, it was nice to, you know, my son needed his shoes tied. It was nice to sit down on a chair. We just kind of sat on the couch and hung out for a minute looking at the bikes with the kids, talking about, you know, which one do you like? So that was a very cool, chill. They set up a very nice booth. Mm-hmm. But latest's was them. It wasn't, right, this was a white couch in the corner. Like, I think they just asked the facility to leave it there, right? Harley came in, latest came in, and made it their own, which was really cool. So okay. I got to give them credit for that. Um, you know, I, Beaverton Motorcycles did something, at least. The rest, it just seemed like there was a booth in the corner with bikes. And nothing wrong with that. If you want to look at bikes and you want to buy bikes, that's fine. So how busy was it in there in comparison to the, the So I will say, buildings? we went late after. yeah, let's call it late afternoon on Saturday. Uh, I think we got there around four. Um, and the place was starting to die off. The morning crew that got there at 10 was done. Mm-hmm. They were filtering out. It was also just before when most people would go get dinner on a Saturday. So it was pretty chill. We got a lot of room to look around, a lot of room to get in cars, um, a lot of room to go through the bikes. And I will say that the motorcycle section was just as crowded as everything else there. Mm. That there were just as many people walking around there as there were walking around the other cars that if you know there was someone in a couple of the bikes in each room there wasn't but a lot of the bikes didn't have lines but the whole place was kind of that way if you looked around in you know ford's display half the cars you could just jump right in nobody was looking at or in them half the cars had somebody sitting in them right similar situation in the bikes um but i I think it's interesting because we hear often 
and I know Dennis will appreciate this conversation, but we hear often that the motorcycle industry is declining. Mm-hmm. And at least face value of the displays that I was seeing, uh, I would say that that might be true. The dealerships did much, didn't work quite as hard, it would seem, this year as they did last year. Right. I know you and you had high expectations based on what you had seen in 2019 for 2020. Right. And latest did. I'll give them credit for that. Latest did. But last year they shared with Tiger Harley Davidson. So last year they had to share a room. This year it was their room and they made it their room. It was awesome. Wow. wow. Yeah. So they did a really good job there. Um, and if they were sharing, I didn't notice. So they still did a really good job to make it their own. Sure. And boot out whoever they were sharing with, right? At least out of the displays. Like, it, it was awesome. Um, but I saw just as many people in there. And so I, I struggled to believe that the market is declining. Yeah, I don't know. I think it all depends on how you view things. We look at people saying that we have record sales here and we have low sales there. I, I mean, I get it, and I and I don't have all the data in front of me, and, and none of that's really what it's it's important. But I think it's all relative. People are just spending their money in different areas, whether it be in the used market or in the new market. There's a lot of options. We've had a lot of really good motorcycles over the last, you know, even last ten years. And you look back over the last 30, and a lot of those bikes are still on the road today. So um, I just don't know. Maybe people aren't buying something new. Maybe maybe they are. I just don't know. What do you think? I think, I think the decline is not true. I don't think we've recovered from right before the recession. I think we have, yeah, we haven't quite gotten back, whereas I think a lot of industries have. Mm-hmm. Housing market more than recovered, right? Other other markets have recovered. Right, right. I don't think we're back where we were. Um, I have seen t- statistics that show in the late 90s there was a weird bubble or a weird boost anyway Yeah, that didn't really correlate with From the economy. The Motorcycle Industry Council had something. We, we yeah. saw that. Dennis saw was that. sharing that with us right before we did this. And uh, Maybe we'll have a link for that. But it definitely showed a bubble. And that makes sense to me, right? If you yeah. look at 98, what was that? Orange County Choppers had a big show, right? American, American Chopper was big mm-hmm. on TV. You had, uh, there was like this bike builder dumpster dive a lot of these discovery channel and really at least america mm-hmm. was really into building custom stuff at that right. time right. that's where we kind of grew out of the i think a lot of the new cars the new vehicles of the time in the late 90s weren't what we hoped they would be weren't really as reliable and as good as we had hoped okay. we've recovered from that in automotive stance that really reliability is important again and we've dialed in using some of the Japanese manufacturing tools to I think it was just everybody assumed that, back. that the end of the world was going to happen in 2000 <laughs> in the year 2000. That could be true. Okay. Spending all their money. <laughs> right. But there was a big yeah, there was a big resurgence of, you know, take something, build it to what you want. Right? Make it yours. Make right. something custom. And you know, the motorcycle industry was big, street racing was fairly popular in the U.S. at that time. But that's all custom. We're not. Were, we're talking new motorcycle sales, and they were also doing really well, right? People talk think, about the heyday, and that's the time. And that, but that's what I'm expressing, that, that these customs, these things, although you know your average person isn't going to go buy a 1920s bike and build it to what they want, or go buy you know a brand new Harley and build it into an orange... I mean, because those are just Screaming Eagle engines on the Orange County Chopper bikes. I mean, but somebody's not going to go buy that and build their custom bike for the most the average person isn't but watching these happen watching somebody building custom bikes gets the hype up right it was in the mainstream Mm -hmm. bikes were popular 
custom builds were popular, and it's easy to custom build classic cars and motorcycles. Those are the two that you see. You go to a car show, and not you know you see classic cars, and you see motorcycles, new, old, classic, custom, whatever. Motorcycles are less common, so you see all kinds of bikes at a car show, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a brand new one or not, most people don't know because they don't. A lot of people don't ride. Mm-hmm. The market that rides is not the majority. Um, so I think there was this, just a resurgence of that custom culture of wanting to really show your personality. And so I think there was a boost in motorcycle sales. But I think if you look at the trend from 90s, 80s, I think there's a, a, more of a bubble in the 70s. We don't have data for that, but yeah, that's what I'd bikes really were like real popular see. back we're then, too. in a small portion of the But I think that uh, sales. what we know at least is since the recession, we have grown year over year. Right. That although the market is quote unquote not recovered and we're not doing well, we're doing better every year. Mm-hmm. As an industry, the motorcycles registered, motorcycles, you know, if you just poll people and try to, you know, ask who's who's got a bike in their household, mm-hmm. that, you know, we found that data, you're probably missing and there's loophole. I mean, poll data is not generally the most correct, but. Yeah, it they're all just using to year. Growth. To be fair, they're using year after year poll data to see how the trend yep. changes. And so it, there are some assumptions correct. in there. And we don't. We're not provided with how that data was provided and how basic it was versus applied. <clears> right. <throat> we're not getting that. But but okay. So at least they see using whatever they have as a setup that they're seeing an increase in that. And I think that that at least is a starting point. It's better than other types of data that we have, which is typically nothing, right? Unless yep. somebody else does some more basic research, and people probably have. And if you guys know of it, definitely share it. But uh, yeah, I don't know that people wouldn't be producing new motorcycles, wouldn't be coming up with things that are far fetched exactly. and out there if there wasn't a market for it. So I think that the um, the OEM dealers and um, designers are know what's going on and they're providing it and they're following trends and we see that we see that everybody goes out with the scrambler and then they go out with these adventure bikes right we see where the trend is leaning at least for the most part and we see the trends and the trendy bikes come out but to your point we see all kinds of new bikes i mean the 310 we see the sizes change we see i mean yamaha's coming out with all kinds of 700 based bikes the new tenere 700 i mean Mm -hmm. they've got a couple of bikes Based on the FZ07, mm-hmm. they're coming out with because that's they found that's more popular than they thought it was. So now, if the market wasn't moving forward, they wouldn't release three iterations. They would just release the next version, right? right. If it's just selling slightly better, then they just update it and keep selling it. Right. But if they know that there's a boost that could happen, they push three new bikes into that well, market. Marketing and how they market things seems to be the big thing anymore. To from what I've seen. So you see a lot of people that try to in, try to get into new riders, and so you start looking at their propaganda and how they're marketing it, and you can pretty much see it. either they're trying to sell into the female market, into the younger riders market, or they're trying to get in and that the way that they'll word their advertisements is for people that are getting a little bit later in their years and wanting to be very comfortable and be able to go on long touring rides, right? I yep. see that there's a lot of that going on. You you mentioned the FC09, you got the MT, right? Or the FC07, you got the MT07. They've got the they I've even seen the dirt track. Is that the DT07, 
version of that. Have you ever seen that? It's I actually kind of cool. It actually is pretty cool. You okay. should look at it. The dirt track version of that, where they're trying to get into the people that are excited about dirt track racing in general, right? Now, that one's one that I've heard that I don't think it's going to be for sale for the general public, but it's going to be on the dirt track. Well, they're, they're really, I mean, that the Tenere 700 is, is the dual sport, you know, the adventure bike version of that. Yeah. So, they're, you know, they're still going to have a mass-produced version. It's a great platform. They're finding a way to make it very modular. We're seeing a lot of different companies now um, I mean, do you modularity yep. where it's this bike, but if we add the if we design these add-ons and we put them together as a package for somebody, we can sell it into this market and to these people, and it's a different bike. It looks different, different enough at least to get people excited about well, what they're doing. I mean, cost it's like a facelift on a truck, but it's simple. But yeah, and cost, reliability, maintenance—you know—that that's easier. You now have right three times the opportunity that your local mechanic has worked on a similar engine. Right. Parts right. going to be cheaper, yep. definitely. Yeah. Reliability. Because you're selling a lot more of them. Reliability they're, wise, they're that, playing into the volume. They're probably losing a little bit of sales from one bike to the next one, which kind of throws things off a little bit if you only look at one model. But they're tracking all of that. They know how many of those motors and those wheels and those transmissions that they're selling into. Yeah. No, I, think I think it makes sense. I agree, and I think that it shows that the market's still moving forward. I mean, just in the last year, I've known three people to get their endorsement, mm-hmm. which is a pretty hefty amount just for one person, right? To know mm-hmm. that many people in a year that have done it. That's three new riders just for me. If every rider knew three, right, it's that many new riders. We're literally four times larger. Um, I know two people that are looking to do it in the near future. I mean, it's it's really... I see more people excited about it. Now, granted, I, it might be because I'm excited about it and I like to talk about it mm-hmm. and share that with people that maybe my, my answers there are a little bit skewed, but it does seem to me that that there's no death in the market, right? Mm-hmm. People are still excited. Those of us that ride are still excited to ride. And there's a handful of people that are looking to ride. You know, anyway, they want to get into the market. They want to start doing that. They, they're finding... I mean, we talk about the automotive market and how that industry is changing and how, you know, people are not wanting an auto loan on a $30,000 vehicle. And that's a cheap vehicle these days, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you can now get into a brand new vehicle for seven grand, for five grand if you go smaller. You can have or that Or spend vehicle. the 30 grand on a live wire and you're good. Uh, but you know what I mean? Or get a used bike, right? If you're looking at a used car saying. for 10 grand, yes. you can get a used bike for two. You know, of a similar class, similar capability. Oh, that reminds me. I got a question coming up here in a minute. But anyway. But I just, you know, I, I think the changes in the automotive market are bringing people back to the motorcycle market. That although insurance is a bit high comparatively. Depends on the kind of bike. It depends on the bike, your age. There's a lot of things that depend on insurance anyway. Insurance is already a gamble. But, you know, it, it brings people into it. I, I think that the people that are less likely to have that car... They just need to commute locally that are living in the city are turning towards Uber and a motorcycle, right? If you want to do a longer trip or pick someone up from the airport and all you have is a motorcycle, you can now Uber to go get that person. You're going to be okay. You can go bring yourself to the airport with luggage. You can only have a motorcycle and completely survive in the city. Right. Well, pedal assist mountain bikes are also coming in. I know this is a motorcycle podcast, but there's a lot of different options that are coming in that are actually probably cutting into this uh, sales as well, but... They also play into it just as much exactly. as we see Harley Davidson is actually going back to selling bicycles. They, how long has it been since they were 
designing and producing bicycles for the general public that didn't have motors on it. I mean, they used to do that way back in Probably the Probably roughly 80 years, yeah. Right, but they're coming back again with that, which is interesting. It's just a different avenue. Most people look at it like it's crazy, but I think that brand recognition and where you're going to sell into and market your products and how you want people to think of Harley-Davidson from a small, younger age on up, or for yeah. any product line, I want to ride a bicycle around town. Well, I can get a Harley Davidson for that, and it's going to be fit and finish, and it's nice. And the shift from, you know, especially the e-bikes, pedal bikes wise, yeah, to whether it be the e-bike, you know, live wire, or whether it's a full-on motorcycle, that's not a big shift. When you're going 30 miles per hour, whether it's pedal assist or some of the quote-unquote pedal assists are basically still throttle. You don't really have well, they, to pedal that's much. That's another. There's other bikes that but what I'm allow you to is, do that as well. Uh, there's some that only the shift is not much. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yes. That's what I'm expressing. That if you're used to going 30 on a electric pedal bike, then suddenly getting a, a 500 cc bike that'll do 70 on the freeway is not a huge jump. Mm-hmm. You're used to that. You're comfortable with that. You can now keep up with cars without being worn out. Well, that's basically what a motorcycle is, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're keeping up or beating cars without being worn out. So it's. It's an easy, I, the progression makes sense is all I'm expressing. Yes, yes. So I see it working to their favor. I think that I'm excited to see, I'm, I'm just interested, excited just because I want to see how it plays out, but I'm interested in seeing how their new marketing strategy plays out for them in the next five to 10 years. I think it's going to be a little bit before we look back on it and see that was genius or that was a failure. Sure. Right. That's always the case, right? Time will always tell, but you know, I don't. We're working on some statistics and some some understanding of this shift in the automotive market. In a couple of weeks, here in two weeks, we'll have a a discussion more based on that and how okay. things we might see coming in the motorcycle yeah, market with that's regards be a to good one. I know that's in the works. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we've been working on this just to make sure this time we can come in pretty statistic statistically correct, rather than coming in with made up items. Sometimes we shoot from the hip too much. Yeah, I like So we're looking that. to come in in two weeks with a little bit more facts. Um, we're putting some time and effort into this one pretty heavily. Because uh, I think it's something that could very well happen. And heck, if I, had an, if I had an OEM, I'd probably try it. But I don't have the you know $14 million investment to start that OEM. Way to talk about it for three minutes and never mention it. Yeah, Just leaving right. them hanging. That's, that's okay. That's the point. It's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. You leave them hanging. Okay. I'm sorry you're hanging, guys. That's all right. So on another note... Uh, Sylvester Stallone will save you. Okay. <sighs> Adrian. Okay. Um, now, did you have that conversation? So you, I know you've been, you had a guy at uh, that was talking to you on the weekends about buying a new motorcycle. Yes. A used motorcycle in about the $2,000 price range. Sure. Did you have a conversation with him and how did that go? So basically my discussion was trying to help him realize that he needs to understand what he wants in a bike. Right, right. Or he needs to understand that he's just buying a bike that he's not going to keep for a while. Okay, long let, time. let's talk about the three different options that he sent that he said he was so interested in. Basically he's looking at a sport bike, a, a Ninja five hundred. Yeah, okay, thank you. He's looking at eight thousand miles or CSC so. adventure bike. Yeah. Okay. And he was looking at an old C B five fifty. Was it five fifty? Yeah. yeah five fifty. So. Um but basically it's about eighteen thousand miles. Now looking at the prices. I was given the ads a little bit more directly after kind of talking further into it. Mm-hmm. That the prices weren't so clear. The CSC was much higher than everything else. Oh, a wow. lot of these were in that twelve hundred dollar range. 
Oh. So he was looking a little bit less expensively on these, which now explains why those bikes were in the running. Because you and I looked at it thinking they were all in that eighteen two grand mark. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, you can get a better, you can do a CB700 or you can do something right. better. I said that you can get into a Nighthawk 750 yep. if you're patient for about the $2,000 mark. And I was surprised that we were looking at the 550 at the time. But it turns out those were much less lower cost. Okay. In fact, I think the five, Ninja 500 he was looking at was just, might have not even just barely been a grand. Pretty right. good price. Yeah, actually, and as we were sitting there at the table, and I know that we had Daryl there, that a couple of us were given the choices, you know, as unfortunate as it may be, we threw the the CSC out, and we were between the Nighthawk and the Ninja, and two of us at least chose the Ninja, and said that that would be a great bike. But huh. that we needed more information, right? What does he want to do? And we threw a few other forward. options. I mean, a couple of great starter bikes we found, and you can yeah. still find pretty pretty clearly on Craigslist or yeah, we saw a Buell, Buell Blast. That pretty we great thought starter that would bike. probably be a great one. There's a lot of great reliability with that. A couple of you know, a couple of different CBs that are that are more in that hydraulic valve, right? CB seven hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there, yeah. there's a handful of bikes that we also found that I. So I sent him a lot of those links as well, just showing hey. I don't. I, at that point, I thought he was in the two K range, and he may, may may or may not be. I think he's just looking to get into what he can the cheapest, right? Um, to learn off of. Then, if he right, if he decides he doesn't like that bike or wants something else, then he's not really out any investment. It cost. just sounded like he was going to make a purchase in the next week, and so, this was about yep. four days ago, I would say, roughly. So sometime this week, he's looking to buy. He finished his endorsement classes and did everything this weekend. So what right? What bike did he ride? Uh, he ended up on a Honda one twenty five. So just a little upright standard position basic bike so i'm sure it was underpowered i didn't get a lot of details on it he finished last night late um but sounds like he had a great time enjoyed the practicing enjoyed doing it you always have a great time when you're practicing riding a bike on somebody else's bike i don't know how you could not have a good time weather was great saturday yeah it was a Um, great day sunday really wasn't that bad either no it was supposed to rain Um, all day it rained a little bit so i think it worked out fine for him uh, so that all went well, and he got that all through. So so he'll be looking at a bike here in the near future, probably this week. Um, I offered to help him out or, or whatever he needs. So we'll probably have more information on that as the weeks progress. But uh, It's just exciting seeing that somebody's there, going through this, getting their endorsement, looking at getting a smaller displacement, something that's a good beginner bike that allows them to learn kind of where they are. This is going to be the second vehicle, so it sounds like it's going to get ridden fairly frequently. Yeah, basically the only, I mean, second vehicle for two people, right? Right. Two drivers, this will be the second. Sorry, that's what I mean. Is they only have, there's two two people in one vehicle currently, so it's going to get ridden. So it'll get used basically every day with the exception of terrible weather. Right. 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 So, I mean, that's that's the goal. I think he'll, uh, you know, basically a lot of my advice has been just to, to remember safety. For your first mm-hmm. year, safety is the number one priority, right? Keeping mm-hmm. great stopping distance, skills aren't honed. Even after a year, it's not like you're magically better. But that, you know, make sure you don't get be really squid. used to it. Yeah, don't be a squid. That's right. Um, but we'll, we'll have more as that progresses. I'm sure that there'll be continual updates on that. And uh, we'll do our best to see if we can get him on, on the podcast as well. That'd be awesome. After he kind of gets a few, a few rides under his belt on his own bike, I think he yeah. might have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, next week we'll talk a little bit about cam chain tensioners. Okay. And my stresses and uh, love there. And then after that, okay. we'll see get... how that goes. You're going to be working on it this weekend. I'm looking working forward on to it, that. and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I gotta, I gotta assume the noise will go away, and we'll go from there. 
But uh, it's gonna be easy. Five ten minutes should well. Five, ten minutes for a trained professional. It'll only take me a half hour is my assumption. Usually okay. I try to give myself double. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, it is my first time doing that. So, like I said, I'm a little weary of the non-scientific process, but it seems so simple. How could it? What, You're what could wasting your time doing this early, but whatever. You've got uh, I can't I think listen to a cam chain slap, man. Yeah. You, can't do okay. it. Okay. We'll see how the conversation next week goes. All right. And then, uh, yeah, a week after that, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, some changes we've seen and heard and read about in the automotive industry yep. and what that might mean for the motorcycle yeah, world. Yeah, opportunities for change in the motorcycle world and With ways that to people new bike purchases. can take advantage of what the market trend is, or at least what uh, the new generations are looking for and trying to avoid as they go out and uh, start spending their money in the marketplace. So I think we have a lot coming, uh, a handful of things coming down the pipeline. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, check out our Patreon page. We'll have pictures from the auto show, uh, any discussions we have offline, mm-hmm. you'll find there as well. Uh, also, you can find different pictures and posts and whatnot from uh, or on the Facebook page. But otherwise, I hope you all have an awesome week. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.